1: Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you
0: It's Monday, the 12th of July. I am Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by my good friend, colleague, and uh, senpai, Mr. Luke Moore. It's the Luke and Pete Shaw. How are you doing, Luke? So you missed out, Lover. Lover. Lovely old job. Yeah, I'm doing How all right. Are you, How Luke? are you, my That's friend? You good. Yeah, 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 it's all right. Yeah, I mean, as you can hear from my voice, uh, I had a heavy couple of days, I have to be said. <laughs> but, you shouted um, yourself hoarse. I shouted myself hoarse yesterday, uh, and uh, there was also the um, uh, not inconsequential uh, situation that was the uh, London Podcast Festival Festival Awards on Friday that we both attended, uh, which was just in a park uh, on a drizzly day, yeah. um, where we just um, drank beers and, and basically spoke to our old colleagues who used to work in radio.
1: <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny how that happens? I am. I. Um, <laughs> I um, one of my favourite moments from the British Podcast Awards and this isn't it's not a packed list because it's not it's not the <laughs> thing that you and I feel the happiest going to but anyway um, we won't we won't dwell on that one of my favourite uh, moments was when um, I really wanted to go in the VIP area I had no VIP mm. pass uh, no one had even you know I I no idea there was even going to be a VIP area so uh, when I got there I was like oh right there's a VIP bit there and I heard on the grapevine that the drinks in there were free and so mm. I just thought, i would try my luck, because I've got, an, I've got a reasonable track record trying my luck. Uh, and yeah. I, I just walked straight through, no one checked, so I got in there. Anyway, the first thing I do, dear listener, is I get myself a beer, let's make that absolutely clear. The first thing I did was get mm. myself a free beer. The second thing mm. I did was get the old WhatsApp out and and and, um, and message old Donny, old PD, mm. old Diggory Donny, and say, Donny, mm. fucking great news, mate. The VIP, you could just walk straight in. Just come in, walk in. And I saw that you you blue ticked that straight away, so you'd read it. And then the next thing I remember happening was looking across the crowded VIP bit and seeing you looking perturbed and unsure uh, with a security man.
0: Yeah, no, I walked straight through with um, my mobile phone to my ear like I was taking an important call and couldn't possibly um, wait for... (laughs) Nice tactic. So I got in, but our uh, our younger colleagues, uh, Katie and uh, Charlie and Finn, because, I mean, Finn's very tall. You can't really miss Finn. He's gigantic, yeah, very rangy gentleman. Um, And yeah, they they couldn't get in uh, because they didn't style it out like uh, me and you did, Luke. So I was feeling a little bit perturbed that we'd left uh, people behind. But they got in after a while. Um, They stood next to the... I'm going to call him security, not really security guard, yeah. um, by just standing next to him and go, going, um, can we go in now? And, they, and he went, oh, yeah, fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I love the difference between you and I. You think, oh, yeah, I better just make sure they're looked after. I'm like, they've got to learn.
0: They've got to, they've learn. Got to learn. Sink or swim, yeah, baby. If they do get in,
1: they'll remember this feeling and that'll spur them on for next time. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but the thing is we got the, we gave Charlie and Finn a test and, and they were one of the d- a couple of the kids who uh, rushed the security at uh, Wembley on Sunday. They oh, didn't I'm joking. <laughs> taste of the biscuit. It was um it was very
1: reminiscent those scenes. Were very reminiscent of the um the January the 6th Capitol insurrection.
0: <laughs> what do you mean the um well, just the, the, the Wembley the, the, or the British podcast? The, the, no, the um
1: the Wembley <laughs> stadium thing, the angle of the camera, the behavior it was very similar.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just um I mean, just kid, kids just really like cocaine these days, don't they? It's, that's something i are really into, I fear. Do you reckon I that that's it of, down to? I think there's a, a, certainly a lot of the stuff that I saw in Leicester Square, I just sort of go, yeah, I mean, the London riots were fun for a lot of kids, but they didn't seem to be doing fucking Charlie halfway through the bloody thing. It's all a little worrying.
1: Yeah, I, I, th- I think mm. you're probably right. I think that um, we've seen a lot of... of behaviour befitting that, and it's been going on for a wee while now, I think. But I also think, you know, you're talking about a big a big event like the European Championship final. Yeah, you really want the security to be being better than that. It's not an excuse to say that, <clears throat> oh, um, people, you know, it's not, it's, I mean, the, the, the ultimate responsibility lies with the people that were doing it. But but you've got mm-hmm. to be fairly certain stuff like that was happening, right?
0: As it was yeah, going to happen. Like, like, yeah, this, this isn't like, I mean, you know, this isn't a terrorist incident, but... You know, if you can't defend against, you know, 10 or 20 kids, you know, just running, rushing through the barriers, you're not fit to horse an event, in my opinion, mm. you know, and, and, and that, those sort of scenes will... I mean, if anything kind of stops you for doing whatever they do, um, it will prevent um, England being considered in the future to horse defence because they're just letting whoever they want just walk into the bloody uh, into the bloody stadium. Awful well, scenes, awful.
1: Pete, if you had, say that you've got, um, I mean, I haven't actually been to your new house yet, but say, I'm, I'm assuming it's of the size that I imagine it is, but say you had a larger dwelling, say you had, mm. I don't know, your home plopped In the middle of, say, a, a, a parcel of land of the size of about mm. an acre and it had a mm. perimeter fence, and mm. you saw 20 to 25 boys trying to get in. <laughs> What's your tactic? Are you pot shot with an air rifle
0: from the roof? I would um, uh, I, I, I would uh, talk to them, sit them down. It, of all of them together? isn't the way. All I got, I'd sit them down and just give them a piece of my. give them something way more valuable than my possessions. Um, give them my time, and, and, and I think they'd respect that. <laughs> would it be? Would it be? Would
1: it be a test of your um, of your social skills?
0: <laughs> it certainly will be. Bear in mind Can you these pe- any kids listening to me.
1: Bear in mind these people have been drinking for some time, and their manners are actually quite poor. How are you going to How you going to How are you going to stop and putting their feet up on the sofa for, well, for
0: a Look, Luke. I mean, you can see right, right, right behind me uh, this beautiful bit of uh, construction uh, affair. I could build um, turrets. I could build a perimeter wall. Uh, I, I went down to Wicks and I got some timber, and I've made myself a little, made myself yeah. a little wall. <laughs> Let's
1: tell people this full story here. There's been a lot right. of this bubbling under for quite a long time across the various WhatsApp groups of you asking quite a lot of questions about timber. That's what. That's, <laughs> you, that's what. That's That's what's happened there. Uh, you, yeah. you probably, listen, I would take, if, if, if we're doing that kind of Mr. and Mrs. type quiz where you have to answer questions about each other, I think we'd both mm. agree that in a social situation, I'm better. But in a practical situation, yeah. you are much better. So I'm not going to have a popper yet. You've put some, what looks like foam insulation on the wall behind you there, surrounded by timber, and it looks like a pretty good job. So good for you, but...
0: Highly carcinogenic. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> You've not
1: used asbestos, have you?
0: <laughs> I certainly when I glued it to the walls I used this um, sort of um, you know that um, spray mount stuff um, and I didn't, didn't realise I was just spraying glue all over my 300 quid bloody gaming chair so now it looks like I've just jizzed all over it bloody thing yeah the worst Terrible. part of that sentence
1: was 300 quid gaming chair
0: <laughs> you're in your forties. Let's be. Let's grow up. I was 38 when I bought it.
1: Oh, okay, right. I suppose it doesn't just crumble into dust the moment you tick over to 40, does it?
0: Yeah, it was an investment property. It yeah. was an investment I, chair. I
1: think if, if police are coming to your house for whatever reason and you're 38 and they see a gaming chair, it doesn't doesn't really raise an eyebrow. If, if <laughs> they see that you're 40, I think it. Yeah. I think it motivates a, a, an instant hard drive check.
0: Oh that's yeah that's they they're taking the hard drives. they are take they're t- they're checking every SD card on my desk. Is it true that um the
1: only way to destroy a hard drive is with acid or set fire to it?
0: I think you just drill it into like a million different bits. I think that's um and certainly these days where hard drives are smaller and they're just chips. Um you can be way more destructive with a with a hammer or, or a drill I reckon, yeah. I mean the, the, you could you can piece anything together but if you're grinding something into dust, I think you'd be all right. Is, is it, is it,
1: would it pass muster from a security point of view to just put it in the trash and then click the empty trash button?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. I've I've heard from like the FBI, they say, look, don't worry about the, you know, the, the writing over the data five or six times, eight, eight or nine times uh, to ISO standards. Just stick it in the bin, yeah. stick it in the trash and put it in a phone and say, do not look. The amount of FBI uh, meters I where have gone. I deserve the rights. The amount
1: of FBI meters where they've gone. Did he delete the files? Yeah, he deleted them. <clears throat> but did he empty the trash? Yeah.
0: Oh fuck. <laughs> did he empty the recycling <laughs> bin? Ah Gutting. Nuts. Absolutely gutting. I don't think the stuff uh, that people are
1: deleting is actually recyclable, technically speaking, either. So that's a properly that's quite a poor way of naming it a recycle bin. You can't recycle that kind of filth. Nor would you want to.
0: Hey. Hey uh, Luke, did you see um, that uh, Richard Branson uh, decided to go into space on the day that uh, England were, were possibly going to uh, win the Euros? <laughs> yeah, so I'm
1: I'm torn on this
0: because <clears throat> I am someone who instinctively, and I can't quite describe
1: why. Possibly because I was just into it when I was a kid. I instinctively love space exploration. I love the idea yeah. of astronauts. I Love the idea of traveling to different places. And you know, why wouldn't you? Why would you not love that? And so it, I was kind of impressed. That is happening. And I think it's an exciting Mm. new development for like private and commercially driven space travel. Because let's be fair, these days, if we're waiting for governments to fund people to go to far-flung places in the universe or across the galaxy, whatever it may be, you're not going to do it. It's got to be done privately. It's got to be done commercially. So it's an important step. On the other hand, I did think it was hilarious that um, he did it on the day that England got to a Euros final so no one gave a shit. (laughs) <laughs> and, nah, we like football. Whatever. What are you doing, Branson? Fuck it. We like football. We like football more. And uh, and secondly, um, he is a problematic uh, businessman, in my opinion. Uh, and mm. it, whenever I see Richard Branson now. Um, it always really reminds me of that scene. You might not be familiar with it in the um, the, the great comedy series, the underrated comedy series, uh, Saxondale, which Steve Coogan plays mm. a uh, an ageing roadie turned pest controller who's fighting against the system, kicking against the pricks, still got his long hair and all the rest of it. And um, he meets one of his old friends. And one of his old friends is um, kind of embarrassed about what they did back in the day, and like he's now got short hair and he's running his own business. And, and and Tommy Saxondale is really pissed off about it and really put out by it. And the and the kicker is that the sensible guy says, "Look, come on, Tommy, you can't expect me to run a business with the same haircut I had in the '70s." And Tommy Saxondale goes, "Wow." I think you'll find Richard Branson might disagree with you there. He'll say, <laughs> I can run a globe-straddling business with exactly the same haircut I had in the 70s. <laughs> uh, but anyway,
0: what an amazing oh achievement. He, it's
1: a great thing. He's a brave man for going up there because you probably wouldn't catch me doing it. Would you be up for it?
0: Um, I was up for it, and then I read that like a couple of people died doing it, so I was like, oh, maybe not.
1: Say <laughs> so that about anything.
0: Yeah, say so so that about putting your timber very, up. Very good point. Exactly how many people died building a, a, a cavity wall <laughs> him and
1: him and um jeff Bezos are having the world's most pointless argument about it the world's most unrelatable argument is about it as well
0: yeah well they sort of i mean maybe um i think they the a lot of the fuel it's it's kind of a new kind of fuel um it's their um tax records that's <laughs> burning <laughs> To get up there, yeah. <laughs> Somebody, some wag on Twitter said, uh, quick, do a, um, a re entry space tax, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before he lands. Great idea. <laughs>
1: but isn't the debate the fact that, um, there isn't a universally acknowledged, um, height that space starts at? So, some, right, people, some okay. people say it's 55, um, I can't remember if it's kilometres or miles. Just forgive me. Fifty-five kilometres. Some say it's seventy kilometres. And Richard Branson's one isn't going over the upper one, but Bezos's is, uh, is, and they're having a big ding dong right. about it. Um, again, right. it's getting quite salty, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I still think we're going to get because Bezos is going up again. Bezos is going up soon, isn't he? Yeah. I would not rule out um, Bezos about to go up, and then um, Grilla Monsoon just goes. Hang on, that's Elon Musk's music. <laughs> and then Musk has got a plot twist for us all. They start firing space lasers and having, having, a, having a war or something in, in space. A
0: big, a big Fortnite style rave off. Like the Battle of Britain.
1: The between, <laughs> like, but the Battle of Shitton. Yeah. Up in space. I think it's cool. I, I, look, overall, I think it's cool. I think, you know, there's a lot of. Um, yeah, yeah the, the old thing about how, like, it's a bit of a misnomer to say, well, we've got a lot of problems on Earth, we need to sort out, and perhaps these guys should, you know, pay their taxes or do whatever. Of course, you yeah, know, fine. But space exploration has got a great record in providing kind of direct benefits, short, medium, and long term to, to life on the planet. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really important thing as well. And I do think for the future of it to be sustainable... It's going to need to be private people doing it, baby. Whether we like it or not. I'd like the world to be more equitable. I'd like it to be a, a fairer place. We all would, but you know, this is this is kind of how it's. This is really the only way it's going to be done.
0: I like the fact that um, <clears throat> I like the fact that when they actually got up there, there was actually a bit of a problem um, getting the um, live footage from. The uh, the craft uh, down and, and broadcasted live um, and saw so this quite sycophantic, fawning voiceover lady was going. And uh, we can't actually hear Richard Branson at the moment, uh, but uh, so Richard Branson is probably saying something very inspirational, as he always does. Oh, it's my like, God. Fuck off, but, mate. <laughs> probably something, probably
1: something very <laughs> inspirational, but specifically not about the NHS. <laughs> um, it, uh, do, do you also th- do you, are we going to see the Foil hat brigade come out of the woodwork like I did with the moon landing and say that it was all faked or is that not happening anymore do we not do that now
0: Oh, I don't know I mean i I think it sort of they they take a lot of time to formulate a a policy on certain things when something's so new, they're kind of like, well, should I jump in now? shall we just yeah. wait until it just settles? Shall we study the footage over and over again that it, you know it didn't happen? It's just a cGI reproduction uh et cetera et cetera yeah
1: it it's probably um it, it's probably to make it more realistic it would probably be harder to do it at cGI wouldn't it
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, it it it's certainly it's a big foil craft, and there's it's some very interesting sort of window configurations in in the craft. Because um, obviously, uh, you know, the, the plane has to have a heck of a lot of structural integrity, and and like there's like windows in the roof and windows on the side, and they're all circular. It's it's, it's a inter- I'd love to have a walk around. Yeah, it. I would. I'd love to have a cup of tea on it.
1: Did you? Did you? Were <laughs> you consulted after what you've been able to achieve with your timber and um, foam, or?
0: No, no, nobody needed my uh help, but I mean it's mainly like a foil and metal construction. I'm 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 a woodman. I'm a <laughs> I, They called I, you I text, up and you I, went, "What is what, hey, hey, what is
1: it? It's all foil and
0: metal, is it?" Yeah, yeah. Quite <laughs> by the end of the week, no problem. <laughs> I I uh, I WhatsApped um our religious friend Marcus Speller uh, saying, "Am I now your favorite carpenter?" And he called me a facetious cunt. <laughs> 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 which I which I genuinely thought was a bit strong. That is like, strong. Don I mean all the other things I've said about his God to his face, fine. Criticise me on those yeah. things. But I don't think that was that I strong, mean, personally. Some
1: of the, no, I, I think it's actually a strange reaction, given that I've been present for some of the stuff you've said. And uh, <laughs> I would have been wholly supportive of him if him not turning the other cheek on that occasion. <laughs> this one seems to be like he maybe caught up at a bad moment or something.
0: Yeah, never mind, I mean, never mind,
1: I mean, I love that also built up into that is that, you know, people think of you as, as quite a humble man. I mean, you've knocked up some pieces of wood in your bedroom and now you're referring to yourself as a carpenter.
0: Yeah, true. Correct. That's all it took. All it took. I would say the old adage
1: is probably true. You can put a cat in an oven and that doesn't make it a cake.
0: <laughs> Where does that come from? What, 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 horrible, I, what a horrible image from a cat man? I
1: know I shouldn't have said that. Really. I, I, oh, by All the right, way, speaking um, of cats, I've got something for you.
0: Right, you'll like this.
1: So we're at, the, um, podcast, we're at the British podcast. We're at the British Podcast Awards, which I understand isn't exactly a relatable thing to say to everyone listening. But
0: it's it's a fact. It's hardly Bezos life. versus uh, Branson, though, is it? No,
1: it's true. It, it's <laughs> kind of similar. In a, it's similar in a way. Um, <laughs> but less people give a shit um, Including me um, When I was at the British was I got a text from my wife Saying um, On the way back uh, Can you please pick up some AA batteries I was like yeah No worries mm. So, so why do you need them She said oh Cat flap batteries have gone And I've told everyone listening before But it's very very brief If you don't remember I've got an, I've got an electronic cat flap That only lets mm. our cats in It syncs up to the microchip in their neck Only they can get in Or out That's the whole point when the mm. batteries go, it just flips to open, right? So, right, so it doesn't okay. want people to be stuck anywhere. doesn't want the cats to be stuck outside. So it kind of defaults to open. Mm. Evidently, that's what happened because Mimi was sat in the living room while we were out on Saturday, uh, you and I, and she said that she saw a cat come into the living room and she didn't think anything of it because, you know, we have cats, looked over yeah. and it wasn't one of our cats, right? So <laughs> she kind of just um, gently kind of ca- cajoled it out and um, it went out. Um, I got back, um, changed the batch on the cat flap, held held the the cats underneath it to make sure it worked. It all worked fine. So it's back to where it should be. Anyway, didn't think much of it. Went to bed. Next morning, I wake up at 8.30 with this ridiculous sound. Just this banging sound. like Bang, 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 bang. Over and over again, like loud. Went to where the cat flap is, and the fucking alien cat, the cat that shouldn't be here, was still in the house. He'd been there all night. And now he couldn't get out, and he was kicking (laughs) shit out of the cat flap to the point where he he cracked all the perspex, right? Oh, no. If I went near to him, he started going insane, obviously, because he's frightened, (laughs) and it's a dead end, effectively. So I had to basically spend half an hour cajoling him with this food to make him show that I wasn't going to attack him and therefore hoping he wasn't going to attack me. And then opened the door to let him out and I've never seen him since. But basically the upshot is a cat that wasn't ours destroyed our cat flap and spent the night in our house without us knowing. Which is weird. (laughs) Our other cats didn't give a shit. They're supposed to be very territorial. Shouldn't
0: they? Yeah, they really should do. That's hilarious. And like because th- thats what I never said about cats. Like people will um, sometimes, like people will be walking past someone else's house and they'll just see their cat in that person's yeah. house. It's just there was, a, like, there, was that, um,
1: there was that BBC documentary <laughs> episode, "The Secret Life of Cats," and one of mm. the storylines in it was so sad because it was this old lady who had this cat that she loved, and this cat just unilaterally decided that it would prefer to live in the in the house across the road. So just stop coming home, and every so often she'll see it going into the other house, and the other the (laughs) neighbours were like, "Well, I'm sorry, I don't really know what to do. (laughs) Like, yeah, we've got to look after it." they Just basically decided to fuck off, so they can be like that. Oh no,
0: that's so sad. (laughs) Anyway, should take a quick break. Let's have
1: a break. When we come back, we will do some of your emails as usual, some good ones this week, as I always say. But it really is true. I promise you. We'll see you in a minute. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you
0: We're back. It's the Luke and Pete show. Uh, it's a Monday, and it's part two of the show. I'm going to get through some of your emails. We have some. We've had some absolute bangers this week. Uh, uh, sorry if we uh, didn't get to yours uh, last week, but uh, we're certainly going to be piling through as many as we possibly can because there are some really, really good ones in the email box. Hello at com uh, if you'd like to get involved. Luke, do you want to kick us off with a mail? A dispatch? Yeah, I've got
1: one here that I really love from John and I'm going to read it out now. It's about mm. competitive eating. Um, we talked about competitive eating didn't we last week uh, very briefly. Mm. Uh, John has followed up and said, hi guys, I have some experience of competitive eating. When I was in university I spent a summer in Montauk on Long Island, which is obviously in New York. I'm a J1 visa holder which is for Irish students on the first or second weekend there was a hot dog eating contest as part of the Harbour Festival being students and naive Irishmen in America four of us entered thinking it would be a laugh great stuff when we got there, it was serious business. There are a few Americans trash talking, saying how they were going to win and how they could eat loads of hot dogs. Three of the lads treated it as lunch, so had three or four hot dogs and then <laughs> tapped out, satisfied for the afternoon. Great hack, great hack. That's great um, stuff. And John says I had planned to do the same, but was stood beside an obnoxious American woman who, from the minute we arrived, was giving it big licks. Which this <laughs> set me off. I said to myself, I was going to give it a lash and hope I beat her. I thought you'd be given hot dogs with your choice of condiments, but I was wrong. We were provided with a cup of water and that's it. And that one cup of water had to last us the entire nine minutes of the competition. John goes on to say, I tore into the competition and completely demolished the first four hot dogs. It was then that things turned into a bit of a slog. Eating dry hot dogs in buns makes your mouth extremely dry, so to get your mouth moist, you've got to dip the hot dog in the water, something we were talking about last week. Disgusting. Mm. Hot dogs five to nine were slower, but people around me were dropping out all over the place. This obnoxious American next to me was still in, though, and still throwing the trash talk. At this point, a crowd was forming and I was beginning to get the backing of them due to this obnoxious American woman. The last three hot dogs consisted of me retching throughout (laughs) and depositing bits of hot dog in my cheeks to soften them as I chewed through other bits like a squirrel. Anyway, the bell went and I had done it. I ate 12 hot dogs in nine minutes. The crowd cheered and I was presented with my prize, which was... A hundred hot dogs. <laughs> Following the competition, I had to walk back to the place we were staying, which was only five minutes away. But it took me about 20 minutes. At one point, I had to lay on the road and the police arrived. When I told them I'd won the competition, they congratulated me and just went on their way. I didn't eat for two <laughs> days after. And I'm very proud of my achievement. And I was until I saw that the winner of the official competition had eaten 53 hot dogs in 12 minutes. Keep up the great work, and apologies for the long email, John. That is a very creditable effort in what sounds like you know yeah. a fairly low standard of competition compared to the fifty-three from the professional. But nevertheless, twelve hot dogs in nine minutes is very, very good.
0: That is very, very good. I, th- I think um, <laughs> I like the idea of receiving and having to carry home a hundred hot dogs. Would it be in like a box rather than a big jar? <sighs> like, post I'm, them I'm, to me. I'm imagining a big jar. Post them to me. I think it might just be a box in in foil wrapping.
1: I, I'm feeling that. <laughs> I, I get the feeling that. If you're doing that, so for example, the geezer are eight fifty-three of them. If you're doing mm-hmm. that, you, by the time you get through a fair amount of them, but presumably they're going to be cold, are they by then,
0: as well? Yeah, so cold we and do, wet. We, it's not great, is it? It's very, it's very salty. There's a lot of like processed meat. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be problematic. Very, all of those, uh, very uh, bad for you, I think.
1: And also, you're probably stomach yeah. stretches and all the rest of it. Because that's, I think, that's what happens when you get. Obviously, I'm, I'm certainly a, a far fatter man than your good self. And I think what happens when you get fatter is that you eat more and then your stomach gets bigger and then you need it to eat more to keep the stomach full, if you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Right, okay, I see that. Makes well, and that's sense, that's yeah, true, that makes but presumably sense. larger people's stomachs are, are bigger than smaller people's stomachs because mm. they, they're stretchable, right?
0: Hmm. Definitely, no. That's got. That's got to be the case because that's you know why like gastric band surgery works because it just you know your stomach you feel full quicker.
1: But the, but the, the reason it's confusing though is because you see some of these competitive eaters and not all of them are big.
0: No, yeah, we said we said this last time. Like the the, the best competitive eaters are uh, are skinny because they've got more room to expand. What well, sort of do you reckon? Speak, it just goes through
1: eating. them really quick, like they're shitting like a fucking? Well, it's, it's just it's just less less pressure, I guess, less pressure in there.
0: But um, yeah, cracking stuff. I um I, I like the I, I like the um, idea of the police just coming over and uh, seeing if, if he's all right. Respecting but it's just the achievement. Replied, I've just eaten a lot. Yeah, I've just eaten a lot of hot dogs, and then they started hitting them with his, with a big hot dog <laughs> stick.
1: They painted Bang. it red. You remember this, whack?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, uh, I think I told you um, after the Euros uh, after we bombed out the Euros in, in the penalty shootout um, me and uh, Sarah had driven me to where all my mates were uh, to watch the match uh, in Bexley lovely lovely little uh, town never really sort of been to Bexley where is it, where is, it? Nor- is it in near Kent Kent mm. that's a bit of a slog from where you are not it know. or is it not too bad it is a little, it is a little bit so Sarah, Sarah drove us down and um, because obviously we were, everyone was pulling like we got in the car after the pub uh, and got on the road and obviously the police are just watching people leave the pub and just get into their cars. Right. So um, easy picking. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah got stopped. I thought she was gonna get breathalyzed, but I was just absolutely shitted. I was laughing man. She not, off.
1: she wasn't like um and Alan Partridge, she got really flustered and started setting the alarm. <laughs> she, off.
0: she was getting a little bit flustered, as anyone would do, uh with the flashing lights and stuff. But I don't know, like I've never been pulled I think I've I've been pulled over once in Japan, uh, in a car Um, And I wasn't driving, so I I didn't care. Uh, And I've been pulled over, uh, like, here. And, like, the dynamic's quite interesting because they've always got their blue lights on because they're always going somewhere. It's really hard to know, like, that you're being told to sort of pull over, I suppose. Yeah, I got pulled over quite a lot
1: in my hometown where there's not really much going Mm. on when I was a kid. I had this Mm. um, beaten-up old Ford Fiesta... And me and my friends all used to get pulled over together or separately mm. or whatever. Just cause I Just to, to be honest, I don't really think there was much going on. And these guys yeah. needed to do something. And um, I was always fired. I've never, ever been one for, for that kind of nonsense, like drink driving and all the rest of it. I've always thought God it was good, just yeah. awful. But um, I did once get pulled over about, I think, about a week or two after my tax and MOT had, had expired. So I got right. busted for that. Had to did you get away a, with that? Yeah, I had to pay a fine and all the rest of it, yeah. Which is a bit
0: of a shame. Well, um... I'm in a bit of a snafu because uh, I, my, the the beloved Wangy 125T um, scooter, um, someone's stolen my number plate. (laughs) Right, how's that happened? (laughs) Well, I I left it outside, I left the scooter outside my house and they've clearly just went, we'll have that. Um, Because I think you can, I think they're not valuable, but I mean, if you've got a moped and you want to get a free free tank of gas, just uh, fill yourself up. Put my uh, number plate on the back of your scooter and then just fuck off. I suppose is that what so, they do? It? Um, I think that's why. They, I, I googled it. I was like, why would somebody steal that? Um, but yeah, so, yeah, someone, someone nicked my number. Do like that have any idea who
1: you are, man? That's, that's, I mean, presumably that sent reverberations and shockwaves around the local community that someone would do that yeah. to someone of your standard.
0: <laughs> it can get anyone. Like when Tom Hanks got COVID. It's like that.
1: Tom Hanks didn't get COVID, did he? Surely. Oh, by the way, did you see Tom Cruise at the game? One of the first ones. Did see Tom Cruise at the game last
0: yes. night? Yes. Yes, friends with uh, DB, DBX. bex um, Was he enjoying it? If, if I was, like, not a fan of soccer and it went to um, extra time, I would be a bit like, can I, can I go home now, David? Tom's had an amazing day I, cause
1: I think he was spotted on camera at the Wimbledon Men's Singles Final as well that day.
0: Oh, wow. So he must have He's got the keys to the city. So he
1: just got a helicopter.
0: Yeah, he must have done. I would i where is the helipads near uh, Wembley? There must be helipads close to. No,
1: because close because the place. players seem to go through on going on coaches. I think I think this is, I think there's an entrance which takes you underground on a coach. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah, there's yeah. a helipad there. Um, no, there's almost certainly a helipad near Wimbledon. Oh, there's yeah, one at Battersea yeah. anyway, isn't there? I think anyway, famously. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, oh, interesting. So I, I, you, I don't really. This is the thing. So Tom Cruise, who famously does all his own stunts, I, I saw a I saw a video. I mean, I presume it's real. Of Tom Cruise doing a stunt because he does famously does all his own. Um, mm. Of him holding on to a plane on the outside while it's taking off, right? right. And yeah, you know, we shouldn't it shouldn't be forgotten that Tom Cruise is about to. I think Tom Cruise has just turned fifty nine years old, right? Mm. So I mean, obviously he isn't anything. like I was about to say he's anything like me. He isn't anything like me. But when I hit forty, <laughs> you feel it. He's 59 and he's doing this stuff. So I wouldn't have thought he's got any problem getting in the helicopter, but I, I can't really bring myself to get into a helicopter.
0: No, yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, did you see that clip um, from the last Mission Impossible where he jumped from building to building and sort of missed his, his landing? A God, bit broke and his ankle. Br- like, broke his ankle. Yeah. And they left that in the film, knowing full well that everyone knows what happened on that stunt. Yeah. Oh, good God. The man is suffering Horrible. for his art. <laughs> he really, really is. You can't say. You can't say he's not. Um, yeah, you can't say he's not. Uh, he's not full throttle. or no, exactly, oh, Tom is. Cruise. But what a day he's had oh, yesterday. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wimbledon. I mean, I don't really like tennis, but he's been to the Wimbledon men's singles final. And he's off to the Euros final. I mean, I, I don't know if he knows that much about football, but I mean, good on him if that's what he wants to do.
0: Who, who, who actually won the Wimbledon's final? I've not watched. Any uh, Novak
1: Djokovic, who everyone right, right. hates. Cool. Why'd they hit I think him? he's like a bit of a problematic character. He's he got to come. So, he had. So, he had a very. I'm going to tread very carefully, legally, carefully for legal reasons here. But he had a very what you would call a minority view. re-Covid.
0: Oh yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. He was very. He was an anti vax he, he was anti I can't again? remember. Can you
1: say that? I oh, don't know. He's probably not in a suicide. Yeah, he I'm sure
0: What's anti- th- I'm fairly certain he was. Uh, he he, put, he said he would not get his uh, get the vaccine, which isn't doesn't necessarily mean you're anti something
1: I'm going to say, yeah. listen, I'm going to say something that isn't legally actionable, and I'm going to stand by it. I think he's a selfish yeah. young man. That's what I think. <laughs>
0: <A> very selfish <laughs> young man.
1: And, uh, naughty
0: little boy. Yeah. He's a naughty little boy. He's anyway. a naughty little boy.
1: Uh, anyway, listen. <laughs> oh, let's let's okay. wrap this up, Pete Donaldson. We squeezed one email Ruff in. It. it was a bloody good one, though. To be fair, I mean, it was a banger. If you've got, if if it you are listening to this show and you've done anything like approaching competitive eating, get in touch because that is mm. a ripe ripe subject for chat. Pete and I will be back on Thursday. Oh, by the way, you can of course email us about anything you want so don't hesitate to do so. Hello at Show.com is the email address we are at Luke and Pete show on social media and we will be back in your ears
0: on Thursday and we're bloody looking forward to it, aren't we Pete? Yes, like a ripe ripe nectarine which is what I ate for breakfast. Delicious. The Complete Show is a stack production and part of the Acast cast Creator Network. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi
1: everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you